You are listening to an All Games Radio Network broadcast of AllGames.com. What's up, guys? Yomar here, a.k.a. Yogizilla. I just have a real quick call to action today. If you want to support the Geeky Answer Network, there's a really simple thing you could do. We give you a, a few links, and all you got to do is click on them, share them, like them. You do all the social media stuff. Ideally, buy something, but it's not required of you. Of course, this is just a way to help our sponsors out and help us uh, pay our bills, and we just humbly ask that you share these links as, as much as you can. No pressure, no pressure. Well, we would greatly appreciate it. I mean, we get it. Lots of people don't have uh, money these days. Disposable income, what is that? Uh, so donating is not always a thing. But clicking links and sharing stuff on social media, I think everybody could do that. So the links are very simple. They all start with geekyantics.net forward slash whatever, right? So one is geekyantics.net forward slash shiny prints. The other one is geekyantics.net forward slash weddings. And then we have geekyantics.net forward slash Martin Septic. And if you just uh, share those and tell some friends, uh, check them out. See, see what's, what's out over there. And if you like what you see, definitely spread the word. I'm sure you know at least five people that might be at least mildly interested. We'd greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. Hi, this is Normie from Knuckleballer Radio and ZombieCast. And you're listening to one of my favorite shows on the Geeky Antics Network. Don't forget to check out the rest of the gang over at geekyantics.net. Warning, there might be rants and food ahead and possibly inappropriate behavior. Don't tell anybody, though. germs, gents, geeks, gamers, whatever you guys are out there that's listening to us. <laughs> it's Horseplay Live. What's up, guys? Today, Thursday, May 19th, 2016, and this episode 127, doomed to have fun. But, before we get into all that crazy bullshit aside later, I'm joined by everybody's filthy favorite hardcore casual Bear Lizard, Bear Godzilla, whatever he calls himself every now and then. Yogi-Zilla. What's up, dude? What's up? <laughs> you put the board in it, you You're like, that's it? I'm sorry. <laughs> What's up? No, I'm fine. No, no, you're good, dude. I'm just, I'm, I don't know, man. My stomach is just rocked right now. Just, yeah, so we started the show a little earlier. We're more than our time. We even did a little pre-show. We did a, we did two pre-shows. Uh, I guess it might be a short show if you don't feel that that well. We'll run with it. Ooh, I'm guessing. Maybe it's going around, whatever you have. <laughs> but, yeah, uh. I don't know. I, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't try to drink some milk or something just to coat my stomach. But man, I think it's already set in. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what you been up to, man? I'm just laughing because someone in another one of the chats I'm in here said that Battleborn is two League of Legends. That I'm like, ew, no. Oh, it's not. They might see something that's MOBA-like or MOBA, and they're like, it's League of Legends. Like, stop it. League of Legends is its own thing. It's a great game, but there's like toxicity in there. Uh, <laughs> it just makes me laugh. But then they go, oh, I didn't actually play it, but I've seen it a bit. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I'm really thinking about getting Overwatch. Yeah, I, I think everybody's really hyped about Overwatch. I'm really curious, you know, we're, we're both really big on Blizzard. A lot of people in our community are, are huge on Blizzard games. Uh-huh. I'm really curious to see if it does better on console or PC. I feel like it's going to do better on PC for a few reasons. It's cheaper on PC. There's a $40 option. That's already huge. Number two, there's already a community for it because people are plugged into bat. People that play Blizzard games usually play more than one Blizzard game. You know, they at least dabble in two or three of the other ones, right? Like Hearthstone, yep. which is free to everyone. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, there's already an ecosystem. And number three, I think MOBAs are still, or anything MOBA-like is still more popular on PC. On the flip side, Overwatch is something, it's going to be something fresh. Oh, and it comes out next week. Oh, crap. You know, it's going to be something fresh for console gamers. So, tough call. Right. I, I don't think, know. I think I will uh, jump on board on it. I mean, I already had had it pre-ordered, and I was going to cancel it to get the money back. I mean, I had it pre-ordered for a while back. I'm like, you know what? I can use the extra money, but I feel like I need to play this for the community. I really give well, it a real good I mean, I'm, I'm going to, like, you know, like I said before, like, when I try to get into it where I have, you know, I play a couple different MOBAs, maybe a couple, you know, an MMO or two, and then, you know, you, you have your different shooting games and, like, driving games, and I, I think this is this is just one that I'm gonna play probably. Battleborn, I had fun playing it, but I just I just don't see it happening right now. Yeah, it's a shame because you and I have both had high hopes for Battleborn, and I don't know. Don't get me wrong, I still do. I just I the the hype train right now, um, and maybe I've I've sunk into that a little bit maybe, but the hype train that's going on right now is all Overwatch. Yeah. Overwatch, Overwatch, Overwatch. You're seeing commercials on TV as you're watching your programs. Overwatch, you know. And then you have that one, uh, the one where uh, what's her name talks. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think it's about. And then you know, even Taco everybody, Bell. Everybody could use a hero. It was that was Tracer, right? You talking about Tracer yeah. commercial? Yeah, yeah. She's really popular. She's kind of like the mascot for the game. I mean, Taco Bell got involved with it with really shitty cups you could get, and it has the stuff printed out on it. I mean, the Overwatch hype train is huge, and it has to be because $60. All right, so most people probably have, like, Amazon or Best Buy Gamer Club Unlocked, where you could get, you know, with Amazon Prime or Best Buy Gamer Club Unlocked, you get 20% off uh, pre-orders of video games and uh, new releases. And I think they define new releases as any game released within... A seven to fourteen day window, I forget. Mm-hmm. We have a, you have a little bit of time to do that. It should be, it really should be a month, but they really want to get people to buy it, be right, you know, early as early as possible to pad those sales numbers. Right. So, you know, you're you're spending instead of sixty bucks, you know, plus tax, whatever. You're, you're probably spending more like forty five, forty seven. You know, it's a little more reasonable, right? It's under fifty bucks. 
but right. still a huge commitment. And while Battleborn and Overwatch are distinct games, they're still similar enough where you have to really think about it. Like, well, it kind of is a, a one or the other proposition. Because if you guys remember, in the past, like before here, within the last two weeks, we were both going, you know, we're probably going to get Battleborn because it just it just sounds better. I mean, there's people that people are, you know, talking about it and doing stuff. Now everybody's just talking about Overwatch. And it's just in the last couple of weeks, I've thought about it. And, and I have other IRL friends that actually are going to be playing it. Um, and I just, I don't know if I want to pass all that up. It's just like any gamer, I'm looking for people to play with. Yeah, uh, Fatal already uh, broke my heart because he said he's going to be getting it on a PS4. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I, I know. I, I think I know uh, I, I'm, I'm, I have to have a word with him. Well, BFT, I think, getting it, he confirmed that he pre-ordered it on PC. That's that's TSE Blades now. Thank you. Well, to me, he's just Oolong, because I can't keep track of all the name changes. So Yeah, remember that one, guys. Add it. Add him, add him up, add him up, at TSE Blades. He also needs to change. You have to have a word of him about changing his profile picture. It's bad. It looks bad when your Twitter avatar is an egg. <laughs> Um, right. Well, we're doing, we're, we're in the midst of the art. Yeah, let's um, get something placeholder up. Anything's better than Egg. Oh, yeah, I know. Egg just screams, I don't really care enough to bother with this. <laughs> that's, that's the way I look at it from a marketing perspective. Right. But yeah, I mean, I've heard great things about Battleborn, but I look at my friends and I don't see anyone play. I think I saw maybe one person play this week, though I haven't been playing that many games myself this week, but still... Usually, you look in on your list, you'll see people playing g- games on rotation and, you know, Division, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, Smite, Destiny. Those are kind of like the big ones I see on my list. But I see, like, maybe one person play Battleborn if I'm lucky. Uh, so I, I saw pe- more people playing Doom, surprisingly, which that, that's a game that people really shat on. So. Yeah, like I was telling you earlier, too, with Doom, it was, it's something that I, I was watching you play. And. It's just like uh, it's just like a Halo, or just like you know, just like a that kind of game, I guess you could call it. I don't know how to explain it. It's an it's a, um, an arena shooter or an arcade style shooter. Yeah, which like you know, like I was watching when we when we were, you know last first couple times you were streaming, and I was like, damn, you're pretty good at this because you were just like coming around corners shooting people in the face with a fucking shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> and then you start getting your ass whipped. You change to a different gun, and it was good. Yeah, I, I, I would I, like I, I said I would get it. <laughs> I would get it, but I just right now it's just one of those things. Like I, I'm desperately waiting for it to go down twenty bucks, just yeah. because I just thirty, thirty five, forty bucks maybe this is is on the maybe part, but sixty is it's to the point where I just can't. And the thing about and it, the game too, is great. The the replay value like that's this is a complete package like I don't usually buy with a single player but I'm actually really enjoying the single player and taking my time with it. People are saying you can go through each level in like five minutes and I'm ta- I'm taking like twenty thirty minutes per level because I'm trying to search every nook and cranny, you know, trying to find the secrets and just take it all in. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really getting my money's worth with that. The multiplayer is fun. There's like twelve fifteen different game modes. Um, they're kind of iter- iterative. Perhaps in some people's eyes, but then on top of that, you have Snap Map and there's all the community maps in there, and that's where that like I feel like if that really catches on, people start making more maps. Like there's already tons of maps on there, and the game just came out, 
Mm-hmm. So I can I can see that being a big thing where there's going to be more mods and stuff. And if they really support that, like they did, you know, with Quake and stuff like that, it's going to be huge. Because that's what made Doom 2 really big for me. And a lot of people say, oh, well, Quake is really the big game, but well, we'll get into that later. But, like, Doom 2 had a huge modding community, and that's what made it really exciting for me. We got a friend in the house. Woo! Hello! Hey, Mark. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, Battleborn, from what I've seen, the people that are playing it love it for the most part that, that I know of. And it's got a very strong, like, cult following, like a kind of a niche. It's its own little niche. I know there's a lot of people that like Borderlands are, are smitten by it, but it's, it seems to be an acquired flavor. Still a great game. I'm still, I, I, I will wait for it to come, go, go down and eventually get it. Uh, but Overwatch seems like the one that everyone's going to be jumping onto in our community. So, by the way, I've been messing around with uh, the latest OB Studio, which used to be the multi-platform beta. I used to call it OBS multi-platform. I gotta say, they've done a lot with, with OBS Studio. Like, it's really stable. And I'm using that now with my PVR instead of the other software solution I was using. And it's it's the video it creates is really smooth, and I don't have the desync issues anymore. So from when I, when I stream from the Xbox One, this is going to be my solution. I'm still having trouble with Twitch alerts. For some reason, Twitch alerts are very temperamental for me lately. I still feel like troubleshooting it. But recently overheard on our uh, Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv forward geeky antics, where you can catch us live. You know, not just for this show, but other podcasts and gameplay streams and other fun stuff. Community game nights, you know, game nights, all kind of stuff. Someone wrote, wrote this quote. <laughs> I would swim up the Amazon River with 50-pound dumbbells attached to my penis with Oprah's queef as my oxygen supply just to hear you fart through a walkie-talkie. We appreciate that. I think that was during my Doom, my first playthrough of Doom, when I, when I did Friday. It came yeah. out Friday, didn't it? Or Friday or Thursday? Yeah, it was, it was Thursday at midnight. I got it on Friday, started playing that, that's, that's what I got in my chat. <laughs> Good times. Wow. Yeah. You could probably guess who, who left that, who wrote that too. <laughs> I don't want to guess. Maybe it's better that way. But uh, in case you were wondering, the wonderful opening theme that you catch in the beginning of our show is Jet Lag Dubstep. And our outro is Robot Bunny, both of which are provided royalty-free by Technoax. That's Techno with a K, technoax.com. Check them out. Royalty-free music. Awesome stuff. Word. So, how's your week been? Other than you're not feeling very good right now. Oh, hectic. Hectic. Very hectic. Trying Get everything in place, get make steps to where, you know, we're moving forward, not backwards. Um, just, yeah, just hectic, man. Crazy. Yeah, same here. Because we, we launched the, the organization, well, we're not, we launched it, it was kind of like, it's like a, kind of, almost kind of like a soft launch type, you know, getting the information out there, you know, getting on Twitter, getting on, um, we're going to be doing like a YouTube, I think we're going to be concentrating mostly for right now that, you know, this very second, eventually we'll be doing a, you know, a stream uh, of some sort for, you know, the, the organization as a whole, but uh, YouTube and, and Twitter and Instagram, you know, stuff like that, when we get new stuff coming in, uh, you know, the logos, once we get those going and, and those finalized, we'll be Instagramming those out and tweeting those out, and, and <clears throat> it's, 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 it's crazy. Um a lot of work. 
I knew it was coming. I just... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Now I hear ya. Uh, on the network side, for, for geeking antics, I got a bunch of stuff that I'm working on and kind of just doing solo right now because can't afford to pay anybody, unfortunately. And everybody's kind of doing their own thing, which I understand. Everybody's got their own projects, you know. And uh, now I'm in the process of negotiating deals because... It's like it, it, the hard thing about freelancing is like sometimes you'll have a nice stable of clients, and then just as when you finally get to a point where you can put money aside and reinvest, like people will flake out, they won't pay their bill, or they're canceled for no reason, and they don't have any issues. Like, is, is it a money problem? I can work with you on the price? No. Are, are you not satisfied with the service? No. Then what is it? And that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now. So after this week, uh, I'm gonna do Retro Friday tomorrow. I'm gonna probably do a dual stream with uh, IB Loud. And I'm definitely, I've already scaled back my gaming stuff, but I'm going to stream even less, uh, which doesn't really matter. I've been streaming just to geeky answers. I don't, I don't even stream on my channel anymore. Then I get focused and work on some uh, revenue streams. I need to get, uh, reinvest a lot of money, starting with getting a chair that's comfortable to work in, because this thing kills my back. <laughs> Ugh. White, white people problems. Yeah? Okay. Good talk. Yeah. Good talk. <laughs> So what's tonight on the show, B? Tonight on the show, guys, there's some uh, there's some light news covering some of the more obscure topics in gaming this week. Uh, we also um, may very well get stuck talking about TV shows as several shows approaching their final season finale. Guys, we got to. Uh, some of the season finales that we're, we're going to be talking about tonight are just crazy. Um... We'll go through a brief history of gaming, modern FPS uh, faves, and our Doom first impressions. Well, Yogi's. I, I watched it anyway, but we'll, we'll be talking about that. Um, yep, yep. By the way, guys, if you're welcome, if you're new to the show, guys, welcome to the party. It's, Woo. uh, yeah. Woo. I wasn't even thinking about that Woo. today, dude. <laughs> um, Horsefly Live is everywhere you can listen to or download awesome podcasts, including, but not limited to, I'm just kidding. Um, I lost my place. Horseplay Live. I noticed. I know, right? <laughs> Why don't I, I just run with it? Why I'm what? talking about that. Well, whatever. Horseplay <laughs> Live is the flagship talk radio show for geeky antics in collaboration with allgames.com. Our show covers all the aspects of geek culture with a special focus on indie, strategy games, technologies, rants, issues that geeks face, and, of course, our community events that we try to put on or be a part of. Um, we rant, too, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we'll even talk about retro tabletop gaming. Hell, even nine times out of ten we talk about food, too. So why? Uh, we still don't know. It's okay. <laughs> Yogi, what's going on about the, what's going on with Horseplay Live? Yeah, you know, in a nutshell, we're a live show. We're a late night show. We're uh, uncut. Mostly, well, we're some, somewhat segmented, but... You just kind of go with the flow. So because of that, crazy things can and will happen. We may say something offensive. We may fart. We may uh, go on a tangent about food. Or all of the above, you know. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. So keep it open mind. Have fun with us. And remember, this is horseplay. Horseplay. The shenanigans are abound. It's not horse. Like It's not about horse play. It's not about horses. It's about the play. The play part's more important. But, you know, altogether, horse play. You know, shenanigans. Antics. Geeky antics, if you will. Yeah, 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 see? Man. Wow. Don't forget, Geeks, Horseplay Live is every Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Pacific, 4 a.m. GMT. 
My Twitch channel is Geeky Antics and Yogizilla. Wrestling Live Replay is now available or also available earlier on Thursdays right around 5 p.m. Eastern Time right on allgames.com. And I will tell you real quick how that works. You guys go to allgames.com about 5 o'clock. Go in there, listen to just the intro. Well, five minutes, literally, um, of the show. Uh, help us out, guys. Give us give us a view. Give us a, a like. All the comments, reviews, uh, we love them all, guys. We want them. Indeed. I do not have a Obi on the potty. Potty. <laughs> the potty. Yes, Obi on the crapper. I, 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 don't, I, I don't have an Obi on the crapper today. I really don't. I'm just, I'm I'm doing everything I can not to, yeah. That's a, yeah, okay. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of uh, truncation. Like, after, with all the white noise uh, that we have in here, and probably uh, all the silence, the dead air, probably going to cut out like 20, 30 minutes out of the show, post-production. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm not trying to. Uh, Your well, fault. Well, let's move on to the next segment, then. It's your fault. That's all I got to say. That's my fault. Just it's just because okay. if it's not your fault, then it has to be mine, and I know it's not mine. Gotcha. Makes sense. That that logic kind of checks out. <laughs> kind of check out. All right, guys. It's time for the obligatory news and rants. Ding. So, folks. We're talking about MOBAs a little bit, and Dota 2 is uh, crowdfunding. Uh, they, they just began their crowdfunding a couple days ago, actually, uh, for their international tournament uh, prize pool. So that's kind of cool. The whole fact that they, I mean, they, they they have some big prize pools for their tournaments. So the fact that they're doing crowdfunding and getting so much money together is pretty insane because they're like in the millions when they do these prize pools. This, these are not small events at all. Like the you know, Dota 2 has, like, a top-tier esports scene. It's crazy. People don't realize it either. Like, it seems like a niche thing, but it's a strong it, competitive And it's community. funny, they, they, don't, they don't advertise or they don't stream it hardly ever, so, like, nobody really even cares about Dota 2. I know, guys, I don't either. They've had a couple of, a few, actually a, a handful, at least, of uh, streamed events on, uh, like, ESPN 3, you know, ESPN 2, stuff like that. That's something. It started to... Esports is starting to really enter the mainstream, but you still have guys like the Colin Colin was it Colin Coutard from ESPN Radio who was like, "Get out of your mother's basement!" You know, idiot. He doesn't get. He doesn't see that this is really the, the direction things have been heading in for a while. But what can you do? People are dumb. If that punk ass Colin, whatever his freaking name is, if that punk ass would just realize that. Uh... There's some gamers that are in their mother's basement or whatever the fuck he's talking about that makes more money than he does. So, golf homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> to say it's the same line of those people that say esports is not a sport. Well, I mean, it you know, matter. I joke around a lot about about golf and how it's not a real sport, you know. But there was a time where they were they refused to televise golf because they thought people there wouldn't be an audience for it. And it's doing quite well. People still tune into golf on TV. I personally, I think it's stupid because I find it absolutely boring. I mean, it's good to go to sleep with, but there's an audience for it. And I guess esports might be the same thing where if you're not understanding, following what's going on, you're not into the sport, 
then you're not gonna want to watch it at all. You know. Well, it's 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 not only that though. It's not only that it's a you know oh it's they're they're claiming it's a sport. It's a point that people don't understand it at all. Like like you get parents like I've talked to several parents with you know doing teams and doing stuff like that and and uh, you know and as and answering questions and they're all like well really like you can make money at this and I'm like there's there's ways that you can make money at this if you do it the right thing if you you know do your social media the right way if you if you present right right you know certain lot of factors. You get money making everything, doing anything, really, you know? Right. But it's it's these parents, like right now, parents like my mom and dad, yeah, they're a little bit older. They don't understand a word. Like, why, why you know, because I asked, I was like, you think I you think I should get a job if I can? And my dad's like, of course. I'm like, yeah, nah. He's like, why? <laughs> I was like, because really, I'm already getting what I need from from you know my month but it's it's something that i don't want to if i can make do something and make something make make video content make audio content do do something live stream do something that you could possibly make money it only takes one time and you can blow up but on the other end of the spectrum it only takes one time and you can everything fall apart yeah now i'm with you like uh like I'll be honest, like I we've been having some money situations, and I get a lot of job leads, and some of them are job offers, quote unquote, and they offer really tempting things, but the amount of bullshit I have to go through, you know, it's just and the amount of ads I have to kiss to make the money, yeah, I'll be way better off, you know, but it's just that like I'm at that point where I'd rather do what I believe in, what I'm passionate about, and struggle a little bit. Than just jump on a job because it's money, you know. I mean, it's more to it than that, and I'm not gonna get too personal, but you know, that, right, that's right. the point. I think you need to. There's a certain point where you just have to do what you really believe in, because you know, just because you make money doesn't make you successful. You know, it's success is to me is is finding a purpose, finding fulfillment in what you do. You know, right? And that comes in many different flavors. But yeah, I think the you know it's just funny because. There is a stigma about online still. There's still people that don't get, you know, that there's things you could do that are creative, that are obtuse, perhaps. You know, that you can make money online, and they just find they think it's weird. It's like, why don't you just get a paper route, uh, you know, or flip some burgers if you if you really need some money? It's like, you know, they used to like the old ways, and we live in a, we live in a time now where intellectual property um, and services are just as valuable, if not more valuable, than than uh, tangibles. And, and people, content, developing content is huge, and it's not going to change anytime soon, you know, at mm-hmm. least not for another decade, you it, know, it's, because... It's, it's, something, it's something to the point where we understand and see that the, the, the gaming content creation, you know, this side of, I guess you could just say computers, or just in general, the electronics... It's it's booming right now. I mean, if you can do it, do it. Because like like I said before, you get one video that you put out that's just freaking awesome, and people like it, and it spreads. What happens if you get one video that just goes viral because you freaking raged on something, or you just did something, you know? 
Oh yeah, you know, and you, you never know. know. You never know what's going to hit. That's all it takes. So I mean, it's it's something that you know, you just if you if you really like to do it, do it. If you yeah, really good. love to stream, stream. If you really want to do YouTube, do YouTube. We're, we live in a time right now where people are content content raptors. That people just want to consume content. That's like the number one thing. Like binge. Like people don't have time to make a phone call or catch up with family or whatever, and you know do chores. But people binge watch shows, and you know they go down the YouTube rabbit hole and all this kind of stuff. Watch a bunch of vines. Right, people just want more and more content. That's why people don't have time because they're spending. Just, you know, it used to be the boob tube. Now it's all these other things. You know, and, and look at look at um, Ted Akin, Ted Bracewell. You know, our fr- our friend from uh, Zombie Cast and All Games Network. You know, I, I've, I've hung out with him, IRO, great guy, and you wouldn't know it, but like he has um he has anxiety issues and other kind of things that he takes medication medication for and he's he's admitted that on the air and but like he seems like such an, an everyday guy but he he has his struggles and one day he you know and he's a really talented artist by the way and one one day he decided to just throw together a youtube video he made a a cart on animation uh, i think he did it like in flash and then rendered it whatever it's like south park style combat combat kids you probably heard of it he didn't expect it to be a huge thing, and he's made thousands of dollars in ad revenue just off that, off that one video. And that's also led to other opportunities, people hiring him to do other work, commission work. So, like, yep. yeah, that's the thing. Just do what you're passionate about. Eventually, you'll hit if you really believe in what you're doing. Yep. And that's the thing that, you know, you hear about uh, a lot of people like, oh, you'd, you're not really going to succeed unless you're just, you love it or you want it. That's, that's it. You have to want it. I mean, if you're gonna be, if you're just gonna be a casual gamer, you're gonna get the casual return. And that's just how it is. You have to want what you're, what you're, you know. If you're passionate about something, it's not work, guys. I have so much. Yogi has, you know, with everything that he does with the network stuff that I'm getting ready to start doing with the the uh, Top Star Esports. It's a lot of stuff in the background, it's not work to us because we love it. Uh, I mean, you, you love something, go for it, regardless. Especially in gaming. I mean, there's so much room to grow. There's so much, so much room to where, oh, I'm playing the same game as this guy. I'm doing this and this and this. I'm copying him. No, you're not. You're just, you just have similar likes and games. There's so much room for you to grow. Um, and basically not copy somebody exactly what they're doing, but be doing something something similar to somebody else. The way they stream, maybe the way they they converse with their 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 chat, or the way they they come at the game, or maybe the way you know they talk a lot, or they do funny things. You know, they change scenes when they're not actually playing the game, and they have little stuff um, like. Uh, uh, here this past week, uh, Tim the Tatman, if you guys know him, uh, go check him out. He's funny, uh, at Tim the Tatman. Um, but you guys can go check him out, and he put out a video that just went crazy. It was him sitting in a chair, dancing, doing one of his sub things, and his chair broke. DX Racer broke. And this is a custom chair made, and he's, and, and guys, Tim, Tim's not a little guy. Either. <laughs> okay, he's... he's. I don't want to... Somebody said he was close to like 280 
I mean, 250, 260. You know, he's five, six, six foot, somewhere in there, but he's, he's a bigger, he's a bigger boy. So they had to actually, like, custom the, custom, you know, for a bigger person. And, uh, he snapped the base of the chair on, on stream. I mean, he made a video, but it was so funny. Just, uh, look up if you guys want to watch it. Tin the Tap Man Breaks Chair. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious. You will you will laugh for a while after it. I threw my chair once during a stream. I finally beat a super hard boss that I was severely under level four. Good times. Secret of Mana, if you want to check that out. Secret of Mana video on uh, Geeky Antics channel. The last video, I finally beat that damn boss. It was like an hour-long battle. Hour-long boss, boss fight. Insane. How many times did your wife and kids come in there and be like, hey, I need your help? Oh, God. That's actually one of those nights where they actually let me be, th- thank God. Otherwise, I would not have made it, because an hour just for that boss fight and getting up to it, that was a, oh, crazy. And Morgan says he's six foot, six feet and 300 pounds. Okay, well, yeah, yeah and she saw it, too. Um, guys, uh, rumors are coming out that the Steam Summer Sale is rumored to start uh, January or June, <laughs> January. Uh, Summer June, sale in January. There you go. June June twenty third. Just two days after after my birthday. One. Uh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I put a note in there in the, in the show notes so everybody knows. Two days after Ob's birthday. There you go. Wow, well, you didn't need to be a dick like that, but okay. <laughs> by by the way, the Steam Summer Sale. So, please put some money aside because. You know you're going to see one thing on sale that's really cheap, and you'll be like, damn, I wish I had the money. <laughs> um, but, I'm I'm really not going to be... The only thing that I'm going to be focusing on for PC here this, this coming year is going to be, wow, I'm not really going to be doing a lot of PC right now. Renee Bones, uh, Princess Kitty, she's back into my WoW. You should hit her mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. WoW's so cyclical. I'm glad I cut that off when I did, because I do not feel any attachment to it. Like, I hear people talk about... Their first next Ramus and blah 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 temple and everything pre Burning Crusade. I'm like me. I did that shit when it was actually new. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean people were talking about hitting. What was the big Master Warden? Was it the highest level you could reach or some shit? And people selling their characters for two thousand dollars or more because yeah, they spent like. I don't know how many hours, uh, a thousand plus hours, leveling up that character. Like, it's just, it's just too much. I mean, I I played Vanilla a while. You know, I, play, I dabbled here and there. It's an awesome game. I'm just glad it dies a bullet because, like, I, I would never get anything done. No, you wouldn't. And, no, I'm I'm actually limiting myself to, to um, playing. I'm going to be, you know, I'm in a guild right now that's really, really casual. Like, they raid maybe a couple times a week. Uh, there's PvPers. There's people that don't do a damn thing except sit in there and just have cash social time. Yeah. Which, those people, that kind of sucks because then they don't do anything. So like, you can't be like, you're like, hey, let's go PvP. No, I'm going to just sit here and do nothing. Okay. I'm not allowed to. If they want to pay $15 a month for a glorified chat room, that's their, pr- that's, that's yeah, their prerogative. Yeah, well, basically, yeah. What's next on the list? So, um, Sega, there's a, a video that went back in circulation. Sega had the 1996 training documentary. 
that just resurfaced, and it's it's neat because it's basically high, it, it documents life as a game tester. It's really cool uh, seeing like the fashion of the time and how their offices were, and it, it was really neat. Like people testing games on Game Gear and Sega Genesis. Um, what was it? They had the the Pico uh, kids uh, handheld systems and. 32X and uh, Sega CD. Sega Saturn was out at this time, but the documentary must have been older, like by the time they finished it. So I guess they didn't show the Sega Saturn in there, but it's just really neat, like it was just nice, a neat little uh, trip down memory lane. And it's just cool too, because even though it's old school, it's still relevant, like the stuff they, sh- the knowledge they share in there. Because people think game testing is like this glamorous job. Like, oh man, I'd love to be just a game tester. No, you don't want it. No. Just because you love video games doesn't mean you're cut out to be a game tester. You have to be detail-oriented. You have to be a great communicator, especially in written format. Right? And let's just face that. Most gamers that we know are not that. (laughs) In any regards. True. And you got to also think sometimes. You got to think in ways... You have to play the game two ways. First, find the most common pitfall. Like, play the game the way the average person would play it and then see if it breaks. And then you have to play it, stress test it, and try to break it on purpose and see if you can find design flaws. And then, of course, number one, the most important thing is, is just, you know, determine if the game is fun. And, and, and if it isn't fun, why isn't it? And objectively say, why isn't it fun? What's keeping this from being fun? What's the potential? You know, and what's, what, what are the opportunities? You know, so it, it, it was really cool to check it out. It's on, it's on Vimeo and YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and a bunch of people reported on it. Um, I always secretly wanted to work for Sega, but I just can't do the corporate thing. It's not me. It, it's just not where I am in my life. Once upon a time, sure. But maybe if I'm reborn, who knows? <laughs> but don't let me maybe. stop you. Um, so Blizzard announced their official cheating and hacking policy for their FPS, uh, Overwatch. And they seem like they have a very detailed plan. I never would go too deep into it, but it's just nice knowing that they have firm plans for that. I mean, with Heroes of the Storm, they've had a very firm plan of attack, keeping that community as sportsman-like and, and friendly as possible, as accessible as possible. And they've done a great job with that game. Um, even with Hearthstone, you know? Um, so I, I I think they're gonna do some, some really good stuff with Overwatch. And again, it's another thing that I feel like PC might be a better place because they'll have more control over it. On console, I think they're limited on the moderation of the community to a degree. I feel like your hands are a little more tight on console, even though you pay the, the licensing fees and all that stuff. It's still it's like a different kind of ecosystem, you know. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I, I'm I'm really encouraged by it. And again, Overwatch looks very promising. Uh, a couple more things. Uh, Pokemon Go, North American registration for beta test is now open. If you're interested in that, ca- gotta catch them all. And Fox released a trailer for the upcoming reboot of the 1975 film, The Rocky po- Horror Picture Show. You may have heard of it. They're doing a reboot of that. <laughs> no comment? Okay. Moving on. Nice. I'm just debating if I need to get up or not. Okay. There's some quick, some quick deals for cheap bastards. Uh, Dark Souls 3 has already dropped in price. A lot of places are, have a $10 price drop or more. So is it time to buy now? Or, I don't know. I, I, my question is, how long will people be playing this? Because I'm kind of curious about the co-op 
on it. Uh, everybody's like, why don't you have Dark Souls 3? Well, I have Dark Souls 2, don't you have that? <laughs> I have Dark Souls 1 too, on PC. But, we'll see. If people are still playing that Dark Souls 3 in a month, then I'd be tempted by then. Uh, Spaz 2 is now available on Steam Early Access. That's uh, Space Pirates and uh, Zombies, games that I've been watching and a few other people have been keeping an eye on. And, and here's a little PSA. A lot of people don't know this, but if you have an Xbox One, probably the best deal in gaming, EA Access, $30 a year or $6 a month, pretty more or less, you get access to a ton of EA games. I know, EA is a shitty company these days. But you get access to sports games, shooters, you know, games like Dragon Age, Inquisition, Battlefield 4, uh, Battlefield Hardline, Need for Speed Rivals, Madden 16, whichever, you know, whichever Madden's, Madden 17 is already on pre-order status too, but that's not on EA Access. But, you know, there's a ton of games you can play through EA Access, UFC, uh, Peggle 2, Passive vs. Zombies, the original, not the, not the new one, uh, Passive vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare, that is. Um, so, so the games for thirty dollars a year, it's a pretty sweet deal. So, spread the word. A lot of people don't know about this great program, and I think I see a gunny chief hiding in the the chat, lurking. I see you, Henry. Oh yeah. But right, make sure you check out a uh, horrible gamers podcast. Good guys over there. Good bunch of people. Uh, they're also syndicated on the Geeky Hands Network and they're part of the BS Podcast Network. Da 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 da. da. Well, since Obi's not here, just quick shout-outs, uh, in addition to what I just said. If you want to check out our friends, our heroes, our sponsors, go to geekyanswers.net for slash sponsors, or geekyanswers.net for slash podcasts. You can meet people like uh, 365 uh, Flicks Podcasts, uh, Tangent Bound Podcasts, the uh, Ghost Man and Demon Hunter Podcasts, uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of great show. B-Team Podcasts. Uh, man, you know, I, I could go on for a while. The Social Dozen, uh, Gaming Death Podcast. Lots of great shows. Lots of great sponsors. And you have people like Martin Septic Service, uh, Shiny Prince, Jinx Apparel. Ooh. Lots of friends. Lots of family. Check them out over at geekyhatson.net for the podcast and geekyhatson.net for the sponsors. But let's move on. We kind of went long on our intro. I don't know. Oh, we're not feeling well. This is our quickie. We're going to briefly look at shooters, you know, because this is something that often frustrates me. Like, people give a lot of credit to Halo and Call of Duty for really inventing the, the FPS, the first-person shooter genre. Not, 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 all right, so that's a true statement we talk about bringing it to the limelight, perhaps, bringing it to the mainstream, perhaps. You know, and, and then, but there's so many unsung heroes. So, if you're passionate about shooters or the evolution of online game as a whole, period, share your favorite games. Maybe share some of the lesser known games. Now we're gonna we're gonna go some of the games through the year in a rough, roughly, a roughly uh, chronological order. Very rough chronological order. Uh, I think yeah, I think this is mostly right. Yeah, there's one we should put in here. All right, so. First up, I would say is Ken's Labyrinth. I think that's the most well-known of the lesser-knowns. It's, it's, cons- it's considered in many regards to be like the, the first first-person game. Not really much of a shooter, but it's the first first-person game. And it's some projectiles involved, if I recall correctly. Um, then I was Curse of the Catacombs. 
And it's, if you want to know how old these games were, uh, this is where five and a quarter inch discs were still big, not three point five inch discs. You talk about the big blue or black floppy disc, like they're real floppy discs. They were actually floppy. I used to hate when people would call three point five inch discettes floppy because there's nothing floppy about them. They were actually quite hard and rigid. Anywho, <laughs> you back, Obi? Yeah. Okay. You feel it better? No. All right. Well, we will. T- we will I guess if you want to wrap it up early, let me let me know. No, for time, I'm fine right now. So, um, next one is one that, and there's been some other ones in between, but the next one that's probably of significance is Wolfenstein 3D, or Wolf 3D for short. I remember, it, I think the executable was actually called Wolf 3D.exe. This is a DOS game, and it was just what was neat about this game was that it was really ultra violent, <laughs> and it looked good for its time. And it's kind of like the precursor to Doom, because when you look at the little marine dude in the center that shows like your facial expression, your reaction to your damage, it's the same guy in Wolf 3D as it is in Doom. Mm. Yeah. But they're not, technically they're not related at all. Like they're not actual, it's not actual continuity, but it's just me how they kind of reused ad- assets and, um... To me, Doom is the superior game. But Wolf 3D was important because, you know, you get to kill Nazis. Everybody likes that. And there's lots of secrets. And even though the levels were very simple, like, the level design was fun. And it, it laid, laid the groundwork down for what we're going to see here. Uh, 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 just a string of ID software games. Um, so, Doom. A lot of people say Doom wasn't huge. And that may be true. Like, uh, but it was one of the first games that... Me, personally, I saw had significant online multiplayer. And the, it was mainly set up for LAN play using um, IPX protocol, um, which is really big if you were doing, like, um, I'm not going to get into all the technical stuff of it, but it, it wasn't a very common thing. So what people did was they would have dialed into a, a, a network and they would set up a virtual IPX network. And then you could connect with other people and play Doom. Um, or you could just dial up to your friend and play peer-to-peer. And uh, it was just... It was mind-blowing to have something like this. Uh, Doom was so popular that for years after, people were still... I, I mean, for at least a decade later, people were still doing mods for Doom. Uh, doing a new... They designed new engines for Doom to make it look better. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. The fans support... Doom received uh, one of the first real modding communities, really. Uh, then Hexen. Was it Hexen or Riven that came? It was Hexen first and then Riven later on. Uh, and Hexen was really neat because it was Doom with magic. <laughs> you know, you you use fireballs and magic spells and stuff like that. And it was neat. It was a different kind of feeling. Just the change in atmosphere made a big difference. Um, Hexen didn't do as well commercially. Like, they didn't push for it as hard with, like, the shareware discs and the overall marketing efforts. But it had a strong cult following, I would say. And uh, Doom 2, I think, is where Doom really hit its peak. And we really saw, like, the real potential. I I feel that's one we really said this is what the potential potential is. Because Doom 2, at the time, I remember distinctly magazines. If you went to software stores or even computer stores, they had CDs that official CD re- redistributions or ghetto bootlegs of 
map packs that people that people compiled on on CDs, you know, or on diskettes, you know, depending mm-hmm. on, on, on what time you got them, and and it was just neat because so many people were passionate about Doom Two. They had they introduced new enemies, new uh, triggers, so you can make more detailed maps. There's all kind of neat things you could do with it, like so you know the thing with Doom with the Doom map editor is that you didn't really have true 3D, right? It was it was all kind of tricks to make it seem like full 3D. But you didn't have true 3D where you actually had layers to the level. So if you had... If you went underground, you wouldn't actually be underneath where you were before. It'd be like a camera trick, and you'd be in a different area, sort of. Stuff like that. Like, it's, it's strange to describe, but if you, know, if you do any kind of game design or level design, you know what I'm talking about. But... You know, they did, they did a nice little. They did a lot of nice little things, like you know, changing. Uh, they did a lot of work with uh, TNL, texture and lighting, uh, making lo- different types of lighting effects, like uh, local lighting, spotlights, you know, wide area lighting, flickering lights, you know, fog, kind of like pseudo fog. A lot of ni- nice little things like that. It, it it just it really like. To me, like even though it was simple, even at the time I knew it was very simple, and there was so much more you could do, you, it that simplicity of it lets you be more creative with it and find ways to take advantage of the tool set, right? And people made elaborate maps. I made a, I made a, some maps on there that were so big that the Doom map editor could no longer load the map, so I had to actually cut my map down. <laughs> like I, I built my maps out to the limit of what the game's engine could support. And it's just me put, just getting to those limits and finding ways to break it. Um, and it's just exciting. Like, I just love that world. Like, I don't know what it is about it. Like, the fast-paced action. Like, the darkness. Like, it's the, it's the perfect blend of the tension and horror, but also having the fast-paced action. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's just the perfect marriage of, like, what we've come to expect from, like, a dead space meets, like, a Halo or Call of Duty, like, or Gears of War. And it's, it's good times. Do you have any fond memories with with the uh, old school Doom, Obi? I broke mine because I played it so much. <laughs> oh, what castle? Computer floppy. Nice, nice. So, quarter seven. Did you ever play this? Seven, the big fucking square one. <laughs> it had, it, you know, that's what I'm like, I miss about PC games. PC games used to come in these huge square boxes. Like 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 uh, a lot of like tabletop games come now, where you lift the lid up and then there's like a little box there where like the disket and a booklet and it was a different time. It was a good time to be a gamer. Like now, it's not as magical. It's not. It's not. It's lost a lot of the magic. Like I I swear. Like one day, if I'm ever in the money, I'm just gonna like buy up all these old games in the original packaging and just have them up. I have them up on the shelf. <laughs> Well, Corner 7 was neat because, you know, it didn't do much to change the Doom formula, but it had, like, the nice sci-fi kind of feel to it. And uh, the, neat- the neatest thing that it did in that game is that if you played, uh, you play you played different characters online, so you had selectable characters, so you weren't just the ubiquitous hero guy or the random space marine like other games did. You actually picked different characters, and there were there were characters that had different abilities. And one of the characters had an ability where if you stood still, you would turn into a random item and kind of cloak yourself that way. And usually the item would be some kind of like office thing. So like if you stood still, like something would turn into a lamp, and you'd have to be smart about hiding next to things that made sense. Because if someone sees a lamp standing in the middle of nowhere, like that looks suspicious. 
So then he was thinking, I was just like run away from someone and then like hide in, by a desk, and then they just run past me and then just shoot them in the back. <laughs> it was good times. Uh, Rise of the Triad. Do you remember this game, Obi? Rot. Let's call it. This is the one you know. Shooting Nazis and zo- or zombies has been a time old tradition. Well, Rise of the Triad had zombies, Nazis, and I believe demons, if I'm not mistaken. It's all a, it's all a kind of a blurred in my head. But the big thing about this game is that there was a mercy mechanic. Sometimes enemies would beg for mercy and be like, "No, please, no." And you could walk away and spare them, right? Sometimes. They they, they, they they wouldn't attack you, and sometimes they turn around and try to shoot you in the back. <laughs> oh, yeah, Rise of the Triad did have a remake a few years ago, yep. I, I, I played a little bit of it, but I didn't really, I can't really speak too much to the remake. But uh, apparently, you know, that Rise of the Triad had such a cult following that they made a remake. <laughs> there you go. But that game was cool because I think it was the first time we really started to see significant 3D... We had real vertical gameplay, right? Not just horizontal. So there was actually more depth to the levels. So that that, that was kind of a big deal. Um, of course, now Quake, which a lot of people say is a de facto game that people were playing around this time in you know early nineties. Um, in my circles of friends, people were split between Doom and Quake. Quake was amazing. Like it had really cool weapons. It was a little more on the to me, it felt a little more on the horror side to begin with, whereas uh, Doom was a little more initially, I'm a little more on the action side, you know. And then they kind of traded places at some point, but eventually, with like even though people talk shit about Quake Two and saying that original Quake was better than Quake Three Arena was cool, and people at Quake Three Arena is actually polarizing. But I think original, I think Quake Two was really the sweet spot for Quake series because. That's when they really had the modding, and they had, you had all kind of cool shit going on, like the zip lines and all that stuff. Like people got really creative with uh, with the the level design, and I think that's really when we saw true 3D full on. Um, I think somewhere around this time, I'm, ju- I'm jumping around the the timeline because I know Duke 3D came out somewhere around this time, and then Unreal. I'm trying to remember which one. I think Unreal came shortly after Duke 3D, and the thing that was impressive, alright, so Duke 3D, everybody knows Duke 3D. Uh, that game, again, was faking the 3D, but it was just cool because they had a lot of cool gimmicks, you know, stripper, strip clubs, a lot of secret passageways, um, and it, actually really good level design. Like, there's a lot of secret passageways in there that, that made it really cool. Like, the multiplayer in that game was fun, and good sense of humor, fun weapons, right? Good times. Uh, Duke 3D, I, I think Duke Nukem kind of overtook Serious Sam in popularity. Well, some people still like Serious Sam, but Unreal to me, this is the next one. Unreal. Oh, but do you remember playing Unreal when it first came out? I think so. Not a real tournament. Not... Oh, no. So Unreal was amazing because this was like part of the push for the Unreal engine. And that's just that with that, people, um, the 3D effects cards started coming out. These were like budget video cards that performed like they were monster cards. And the things that these video cards can make even a, a shitty 486 computer or a, a, a entry-level Pentium do at the time was insane. So when Unreal came out, 
you know, I think I was running, uh, at the time I was running a Pentium something with MMX. It was like, it was top of the line for the time. And I was like 90 megahertz, <laughs> whatever, 133 megahertz. And that was considered a big deal. Was it 233 megahertz? I don't even remember anymore. I mean, 46, in 46 you had like 23 megahertz or 33 megahertz. That was, that was like considered fast. So to put it in perspective, now we have 1.3, 2.3, gigahertz, not megahertz. Wow, we've come a long way. <laughs> but Unreal was amazing because, yeah, 90 megahertz, Master Race, there you go. You know, BFT knows what I'm talking about. But Unreal was amazing because you, you looked at this game, you were like, this should not be on my computer screen right now. How is this game doing this? Like, it had ambient lighting and fog effect and occlusive lighting and freaking reflections on the water and ripple effects. You're like, what? <laughs> you know? And, like, the environments were fully inter like interactive. It was crazy. And not only did it look beautiful, but it ran smooth as hell. Okay, this is when like they started realizing, you know, maybe if we take the load off of the CPU and put it on the video card, we could push the games further. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And and I tell you, Unreal Engine still today is amazing. Like the stuff they put out on there, like Shadow Complex, you know, that's just the Unreal games. Like there's a lot of like, other games that use the Unreal Engine. Um, I can't think of other ones right now off the top of my head, but like Shadow Complex was a big deal. They even remastered that game. Um, like you. You can make a game unreal, and and uh, and as an indie person, it, you can make a budget game because they don't. I think with their pricing, last I checked, they now change it so you don't pay up front for it. It's free until you make X amount of sales. They ask for like percentage of your sales, so it's still profit for you. So Unreal is probably one of the best ways to develop. Um, unlike Unity, which to me is a really powerful system. But it doesn't translate as well over to console. It tends to lag over on console side for some reason. But Unity's still really good. But Unreal just when you talk about game, if you want to talk about games that look beautiful that don't require much effort to develop, Unreal is just crazy. They perform well and they look beautiful. Would you agree, Obi? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> that wasn't the question, but sure. <laughs> yeah, he's like a kid that gets in trouble. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm still here, and they do it. <laughs> All right. uh, so this is another one that I think is really big and I, I, we're skipping a lot of games and I know people are going to be like where you missed a bunch of really important games and well, you know for the sake of time this is supposed to be a quickie a brief history maybe we'll revisit this in the future who knows um, Soldier of Fortune 2 Double Helix you remember this game Obi? I do now the reason this game was a big deal is because it was, to me, Counter-Strike before Counter-Strike was a thing. Yeah, I could see that. And uh, and the thing about Soldier Fortune 2, there's still people running service for this. They have, And there's games that are, they follow the model. Like, you, it has a lot of, they had a lot of modding. They had servers with real damage. You know, they had all kinds of different mods. Just insane stuff. Um, this is, uh, I think, Punk Buster debuted around this time. GameSpire Arcade was still huge. Like, the game sorry, arcade was, still, was starting to really grow at, at this time. Um, I believe 10 had just shut down Total Entertainment Network, or, well, they became Pogo. They decided that, you know, stay-at-home moms were a better marketing. They were right. More money there. <laughs> um, but Soldier Force 2 was just amazing. There was something about that game, like, 
the types of weapons they had in there, the realism of it, doing infiltration, like trying to get, you know, intel and then bring it back to your base. It was an intense game. Like, it had, like, a lot of, the, like, the things that at the time did not exist, like, kind of search and destroy type modes, elimination modes. Like, it was just crazy. Um, like, I, I think Call of Duty, um, a lot of other games, like, and Counter-Strike really borrowed from Soldier of Fortune 2. Really awesome game. Um, Alright, Unreal Tournament. Now, this is one I know a lot of people are very passionate about, and it's arguably the de facto arena shooter. What, what do you think, Obi? Unreal Tournament, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fast-paced. You had, uh, you could put bots. The bots actually played well. Um, tons of what we- types of weapons. It was just, and then, so of course, destroying people and having them blow up into Gibbs. Little bloody bits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now, oh, you know, and you know what? They have the new Unreal Tournament. It's free to play now. We should play that sometime for fun, funsies. And, uh, the latest Unreal Tournament is fun, is uh. Yeah, I saw that. It's I free. Saw. Hey, gonna gun the chief. Take it easy, man. But yeah, Unreal Tournament uh, is a great series, and really, it's a series that focuses almost exclusively on the multiplayer experience. And I think that was really cool. Like, you could play with bots, you could play alone, but it really is when you play with friends or play with random people that you really had a good time. And just having the announcer and a mega kill and all that kind of shit, and it just really got you hyped. And, again, a lot of, like, big esports games kind of borrow from that, you know, that kind of all the different mechanics and all the different features of the things that make you get excited, you know, get that. The hype going, even if you're just watching, right, as a spectator. Because you had the option, and then just watch as a spectator, and just zoom in and zoom out. But again, you know, again, ahead of this time. There's a few more, uh, we'll just mention a few honorable mentions. Uh, Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Uh, and this is when we haven't seen Wolfenstein for like a decade before this game came out. And it was a fantastic return. Um, heavily modded, you had enemy territory and a bunch of other mods. Great game, uh, World War Two setting, right? With a little bit of uh, supernatural stuff in there. You had my favorite was the nude patch for the elite assassins. So the girls when they would flip around, you know, you get a bunch of really bad polygonal boobs. <laughs> yeah, we know you're a pervert. <sighs> All right, uh, tribes. I think is a huge game to to mention. Uh, I don't think Tribes gets enough credit, uh, and I still see a lot of games kind of rip off from it. I'm not going to say who, but, you know, Tribes, fantastic. You had space, pa- you had jet packs, and you could build sentry guns, and you had vehicles, and shields, amazing. And, and then my very last honorable mention is going to be Doom 3. Yeah, most of people shit in that game for being like a shitty uh, corridor shooter. Doom 3 was is fun. I, I still go back to it and now and then for retro fighting and stuff. Um, it's not a bad game and it's very much Doom. <laughs> Damn! BFT says he's old tribes allowed him to tribes ascend the other day and unlocked everything. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Doom tribes does still live on, on uh, with high res. Well, I'm talking about like the original tribes. And then it was Tribes 2. That wasn't as popular, but... Yeah, pretty much most of these games, we're talking about... Uh, like, Tribes was, like, what, late 90s? 97, I think. 98. Yeah. 
Doom 3 is the only one of these that's uh, kind of recent. I mean, it happened at least during last console generation. Right now, we mentioned all this because shooters have come a long way. And I think it's important to recognize some of the things, the source of material that they borrow from. Ooh, I, BFT says, I have, think I have my Star Seeds Tribes disc around here somewhere. Nice. Yes, sir. You know what? It's not really an FPS, but I'm going to mention it anyway. Ultrabots. That's uh, somewhere, somewhere around Doom time. Because <laughs> that game was really neat. Anyway. So, what have we been playing? What have we been watching? Let's just jump into it. Because I know we want to talk about TV. Obi, I know you don't watch Games of Thrones. Game of Thrones, right? No. Um, I won't say too much about it other than I'm really enjoying this season. And uh, let's just say families are reunited. And Spoiler we're finally... Alert. What's that? Spoiler alert. Well, that's, that's very vague. I mean, there are going to be spoilers for the next 15, 20 minutes, just so you know, guys. But, you know, no, it, it, for a while, the, sh- the storylines were going in separate directions, and then they, they're they finally converging, so that's cool. Um, so, you know, I haven't watched the latest Gotham this week. Ooh, I need to catch that. I did catch up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I know you want to talk about, in The Flash and Arrow. Uh, so let me just talk about the show that we don't have in common. The 100. I think they have, like, one or two episodes left. Ah, oh, I can't wait for them to win. That's all I gotta say. Damn it, I can't wait. Uh, what's up all the time? Obi finally has grown out to me. But is yeah. it... This show has finally grown on me, but is it me or is this show kind of a slow burn at times? Uh, yeah, many times. Like, it's such... There's so much potential with that show, but sometimes I feel like it just drags on and... Uh, Ugh, but like the only problem that I've ever seen with that show, and this is just coming. I love this show. I've had since season one, episode one. The only thing that I've seen that that is the problem with that show is when they have to drag out a storyline, and they have to actually tell you the storyline. You know, and it takes two or three episodes when it should only take like one or two. It it. it makes it for a really boring middle parts. Now when stuff's happening when they're, you know, going back either to fairy fairy tale land or coming back into town or going back into, you know, whatever whatever they're doing, when once the once the action starts, I mean it's a pretty action packed episode and it, I mean hell sometimes it'll carry over into the next one and it'll be great. But then you got those three or four episodes that are just like uh I gotta watch this because if I don't I won't know what's going on. But it's boring. I honestly skipped around. I, I enjoyed it more when I started skipping some episodes. And I actually realized I didn't miss anything when I skipped those episodes. <laughs> like, there were questions I had. Like, the, I think there's only one thing I missed well, was, was what happened to Red. At, one, at some point, like, she just disappeared. They still have Granny, but not Red. And Red was one of my favorite characters. Because she's a hottie. Um, <laughs> do you want me to tell you? Yeah, what happened? Because I'm not. I'm probably gonna go back to. He turned into a wolf, dude. Did she run off? Yeah. Is she? Yeah. Why did she run away? She'll be back. It, it's it's one of those things where she accepted her fate. She accepted what she was, kind of thing. She took off and and did what she needed to do, and she, she'll be back. Okay, because like I really like her. I, I feel like they don't play her up enough. Like she was all over at season one, and like they started giving less and less roles, and I was like, huh? It was well, weird. That that, uh, that that actress, uh, she actually was in the middle of a second show at the time. I don't doubt it. 
Um, uh, no, well, she wasn't supposed to be. That's why they were writing her out. They were writing her out in season two, and then that other one kind of said, you know, we'll do the same thing, and kind of screwed her on both ends, and now she's she was finally getting back into it. Um, but yeah, she'll be back. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like, caught up. I'm on season five, and I haven't seen her yet. Hmm. Alright, alright, don't, don't tell me then. But hopefully she comes back, because... I like her. I love when gran- her when Granny goes like she dresses like a, a drag queen on on Halloween Eve or something like that. I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> uh. That's Granny for you. <clears throat> yeah, Granny's Granny's cool too. She she takes no shit from anyone. But yeah, you know, what's the point? It's a great great show. Um, the I think it has some issues with character development. Like Lost Girl had had. A, crappy plots at times, but it had good character development, and you fell in love with the characters. They finally, I think they finally got to a point, like, maybe around season three with Once Upon a Time, where the characters were a lot more dynamic. Because they were kind of flat, right? Everybody made binary choices, like, well, I'm a hero, so I always do good things. (laughs) But now, like, finally, like, the show is, like, more realistic. Like, everybody has a dark past, everybody has light, everybody has darkness, everybody made mistakes, everybody does good things. And it's about, like, these themes, the, the, the recurring theme is redemption, right? Like, yeah, it's not about what you did in the past, but what you do to redeem yourself. And, you know, talking about the price you pay for your decisions. Right. I wish they'd stop teetering Emma on the the, the light side and the dark side. <clears throat> yeah. Like, in the first two or three seasons, it was supposed she's the savior. And then all of a sudden now, it's like, oh, my God, she's the bane. And it's like, wait, who do we, you know, do we follow her? You know, and then she's having her own issues. And then the evil, the queen. And when we call people, you know, like the evil queen, she's good, sort of. But, like, when she starts fucking with her again, and it's just like, um, it's just, it's it's like, it's like rinse and repeat, Joe. (laughs) Slightly to me. Yeah, yeah, no, I felt that same way. Even though they're wow. they're coming out with um and they're slotted for another season next season too, but um even though they're coming out with like more characters from the Storybrooke land, um there's honestly I mean they can dip into it and, and find some some ones, but honestly there's not many storybook characters left. Oh, there's tons more they can explore. Like not that's gonna make it worthwhile in this show. There's a lot of things they could do, um is like like you said, they're hovering too much around this theme of happy endings and the savior, right? Like everything hinges around her. So like yeah. if they could get away from that a little bit, they could explore the other characters more. Cause like I think they finally did that by giving Regina her redemption. Like she's finally making the right calls and she's showing that she you know she could she she could be good. Like, right, I, so I really she, like so she can get because that's what that's all she wants is her happy ending. She was the bad guy, and she never bad guys don't get their happy endings. And that's all she wanted. Yeah, but I think overall she's learned, she's grown a lot as a character. She realized that the the way she was going about things was terrible. You know, I think she honestly regrets her decisions. Right? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, good at being two faced, dude. Yeah, that's true. But she's evolved a lot more than Mr. Gold. Like, I, I love Mr. Gold, but... Mr. Gold's still a lizard, dude. I'm just saying, though, Mr. Gold, 
You know, and I'm not caught up on everything, but I'm up to season five. And Mr. Gold, like, you feel for him, but it's like, damn, dude, you had it all, and you freaking keep throwing it away. He had it all, but he wants more. Like, he's just greedy. Yeah. Then that was his downfall back in the storybook. Not storybook, but the storybook. Um, that was his downfall. That was his downfall back then too. That's why he took on, you know, the 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 dark one. That's why he took on that power so he wouldn't have to be a little bitch anymore. (laughs) Really, he got his ass kicked right in front of his kid. I mean, come on. I mean, he's one of the most powerful beings in all of the realms, but he's still a coward. That's kind of like, they, they've played up that theme a lot. It's like, alright, we get it. He's a coward. Let's move on. Evolve him. Show more to him. You right. know? Something's got to give with his character, I feel. I did but, I did enjoy the, the bit with the, you know, with Hook and him calling him the 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 scaly, you know, basically basically uh, the dark one would be, you know, the alligator, the crocodile, and then Hook is Hook. Yeah, he, he kept calling him crocodile, yep. Because yeah. actually, in there, in store, in in that show, once upon a time, uh, he actually cut Hook's hand off. Yep. But he looked like a scaly, you know. He was the uh, like, uh, he he was like a crocodile. That's that's why he, he looked like one. That's why Hook. That's why Hook's story in the show was the crocodile took my hand. Well, he cut his hand off in a sword fight on Hook's boat. You know, like I like Hook now, but. Like that that one thing pissed me off. Like, all right, the guy, the, the, this woman, obviously, you know, is smitten by you, but she's married. If you have a code of honor, just, you know, and if you really care about someone, let them do things the right way, right? Cut I mean, things off properly. He's still, at heart, he's still a pirate. Right, right, I get that, but like... Well, he's going to sit there and be like, okay, I'm gonna, I am gonna, want to do the right thing, but I really want this girl, or I really want this person, or I really, really, really want this, so he's going to take what he wants. Still. He still reverts back to that hook mentality more times than not on the show. Well, the wife is more to blame, because she was just abandoning her child and just so frivolous about it. Well, I never loved you. No, you did. That Don't don't bullshit anybody. You, that's, that's just a stupid excuse. Like... You just want to see the world. You want to frivolous and calling it love. Like that whole bit pissed me off. Like it's just like, I hate people like that. Like oh what? But I love him. Like you barely know him. Oh, where his uh, his mom actually abandoned him for a uh, a pirate ship. Yeah, cause uh, cause uh, you know Rumpelstiltskin went to the bar. She's over there hanging out with the pirate. Come back to the house, but and then she runs away. And like and it's all bullshit the way it happens. Like. You know, if you're not, if you're unhappy, just freaking confront him. They'll be like, "Well, I never loved you," and then you the kids suffering too. Like, that's fucked up. Well, in know? the way it was, in the way it was brought it down, like his 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 dad was a, a little bitch too. Oh God! So, so like he kind of learned being a bitch from his dad anyway. So it's kind of like you know, once his mom left, and you know, basically because his mom left, his mom left because the pirate was a big strong man. And she was married to a freaking little retarded pussy. I mean, he was, you know, it was, it was just, it was just something that, you know, she just left. I didn't agree with it the way they kind of did it, brought that angle, but I mean, it was, it worked. No, I mean, they did a good job. They made you hate Hook, and then he evolved, and you appreciated him more. He was despicable to begin with. I loved him. 
No, I didn't like the way he went about that thing. You know, I don't want anybody. If someone said they love me, I said, all right, well, look, handle your business. And then once you handle your business, then we do this the right way. I don't want a married woman, you know, th- you know, and, and leaving your child behind. Because what's to say you won't do that to me, right? Dude, they're pirates. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> the only reason they wanted her on board anyway is because it's a freaking, you're going to use her as a fucking stool. Yeah, but then he fell in love with her. So he's a softy. That's the thing about it. Yeah. He takes what he wants, but at the end of the day, he's a hopeless romantic. Come on, he was like a little lost puppy chasing after Emma. Big wuss. <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny because him and Gold are a lot more alike than they would like to admit, if you think about right. it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so what's about that? It's a, fu- it's a fun show, man. I, I appreciate it a lot more now. Uh I remember I had gotten into also the spin-off show, uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. I was probably never did it Once Upon a Time in Oz. <laughs> I guess not much they could do there. Hey, they probably can. What, that, uh, Will, the guy that was going out with Belle, who the hell is he? He's from Wonderland, isn't he? Yeah. He's the knave, isn't he? Or what, what is he ro- his role? I, f- I forget, because he, he's like a character you don't really get to appreciate until you watch the spin-off show. I don't, he was somebody insignificant to the show, I know. That's why he didn't last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they try to play him up a lot in different scenes. Like, there was, like, a history there, and I'm like, why should I care? Like, sometimes I feel like it's one of the problems. Like, they try to build up these other subplots, and they take away from other characters that are actually interesting, you know? Like, I care about Granny, I care about Red, and, you know... The, Prince Charming and Snow White, though, they make me want to gag sometimes. And <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, they've done a good job. Anyway, moving on, moving on, because I can talk a bit, a bit about it. This is fresh in my mind, but... Um, Alright, so, you want to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., season finale, Flash, Arrow? Sure, man, whatever you want to talk about. Which one do I to do first? What do you have the most to say about? We'll leave that for last. Uh, Probably S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. So let's talk about let's talk about let's just start with Arrow then. So it looks like it's this is gonna wrap up next episode. It feels like, or maybe in two episodes from now. I think the next episode will be done. I haven't checked. I haven't looked ahead. See how many episodes are left uh, on this season. But like right now, it looks like it's gonna be the f- final showdown because Oliver has found the light and can finally fight Dark. <laughs> yeah, he he was. Pushing him back and finding things, and now he's actually learning to use it. And yeah, it's it's getting pretty weird <laughs> at this point. Yeah, that kind of supernatural stuff. Yeah, it feels a little shoehorned in, but I mean, this is a world. Well, no, not the supernatural stuff because I mean that's that's what most of the shows that we're watching is like. You know, you got Shield, Flash. It's all supernatural stuff. Yeah, but it but feels a little it's, out it's of place and Arrow. It, it is because he's he's bow and arrow, like he's a bow and arrow melee fighter, not a magic user. You know what I mean? Well, I'm glad they're making it more well-rounded because it's a shared universe with shows like The Flash and Supergirl. It makes sense that there's magic in the world and other things going on that aren't just kung fu fights. You know? Right. I just don't know why. Like, it sh- I don't know. It, it, it almost seemed like it. Him be him having that that role and having the light, whatever. I mean, it just it 
it, it threw me for a loop first. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, it's it's going to happen whether I like it or not. But it's something that it was like, wait, what? He has he has what in him? Yeah, like it was confusing for a second there first. Well, you think about it, like if we compare it to like Once Upon a Time or even The Flash, that it's all about these like plots where they have to triumph over their inner demons in order to find the light. Right. <laughs> That's the plot in a lot of these shows, it feels like. Well, just like when Barry lost, you know, he had to go to the Speed Force and all that other bullshit, too. I mean, it was it was like one of those things where it was like a wake-up call for him. And, like, nobody understands what he's, like, what he's feeling, what he's actually truly... Because all he's saying to everybody is, like, we got this, guys. And everybody's, <laughs> like, everybody's like, what? Like, you're way too... They'll be a little optimistic. No, we got this. Oh, I know. That's the thing about the flight. Like, that last episode was awesome because we saw... I see why you went old shit because... Uh, was your old shit about the special appearance? You know, Black Siren? Yes. And okay. The and the death. Yeah, that was fucked up. But we saw it coming. But Black Siren, um, which was... Um, what's her name? Uh, Laura Lance's uh, Earth 2 counterpart or doppelganger. Fucking badass. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't like Katie Cassidy that much. I don't, and I don't like her character that much. I'm not a big Laurel Lance fan. She has permanent bitch face. Like her, she has resting bitch face. Right. <laughs> like she finally got better towards the end, but then by that point, it's like, ah, eh, too little, too late. <laughs> you remember? Uh, you remember NCIS, right? Yeah. Uh, Tony Dinozo has done his last episode. Oh yeah. Yep. Tony left the show. He uh, come to find out Ziva, you know Ziva is right. The Israel is really, yeah. Her, her and him, you know, had their moments. You know, well, uh, a four or five year old little girl came in the picture, which is his, because Ziva had got killed, supposedly. <laughs> um, had got killed for it, and then the only leaving, left, leaving survivor, left, survivor was the little girl, which is Tony's little girl. It's, it's, I don't see him being gone forever, but I, I it's something that it kind of sucks because he's like a part of a staple of the show. Yeah, like you can't have, the sh- to me, you can't have the show. That's uh, Gibbs, Denozo, and uh, Abby, right? Uh, there's Gibbs. Uh, no, th- I'm saying the ones that matter because everybody else has been. Well, the ones that matter to me is the, is the whole team plus um, uh, Ducky. And, oh, Ducky's uh, Palmer. Good. Uh, and Palmer, because he's part of that down there. Ducky and Palmer, which is the medical examiners. Then you have Gibbs, you have um, uh, Dinozo, you have McGee, and and the, the chick. I still don't remember her name. But JT like, or something. But, like, it's come down to it where, like, the last season or so is like, okay, she got divorced from her husband. Um, you know, uh, now McGee and his his girlfriend or whatever she is the one that's in the wheelchair is back together and it's just yeah it's it, it's been a really really good show it's been it's been out forever so yeah it shows like what seven eight seasons in it feels like oh shit more than that dude really yeah agents of shield final episode well hold on real, real quick because uh bft has some feedback about uh by arrow so he said oliver learning magic 
was something available to anyone. Light and dark was just two sides to that again. Everyone had nothing special about him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when that's, the point is, is not so much that it, it's... I mean, there's a lot of things said in that. I, I don't even know how to even approach that. Other than that, I feel like they need to have more variety like that on the show. Because if it's a shared universe, then it makes more sense to have more of that stuff. Like, what will Oliver do when he's confronted with metahumans or by magic? Because Kung Fu and really good aim but it only takes you so far, right? Right. Well, I... I think I think I'm I'm honestly wanting it to happen, which I think it it really should. But I think they're going to be doing some more crossovers next next season with the Flash, and then Supergirl is going to get in there, and then I I think it's going to be something to where uh, you know all the metahumans that the Flash is 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 battling right now, right? Oh yeah. So like I think you know Oliver might have to help, or you know something leads him over to Star City. Uh, we'll see. Well, he's in, he Oliver's in Star City, and uh, the Flash in Central City. So just yeah, feel well, like, Central like, City. Yeah, they're not that far from each other. It just no, seems it's like, weird. It's like it's like Minneapolis and then uh, you know St. Paul, and, you know the Twin Cities. It's 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 like that literally. Yeah, so it just seems funny to me that there is a more overlap. And you know, BFT brought up another point that you know we, we were talking about this for a while. It was rumored, but now it's confirmed that Supergirl is coming to CW. And I said this from the beginning. See, Supergirl didn't feel like it should be on CBS. It just felt like it did not fit. So they already had a crossover between Supergirl and the Flash. So now you know that that pretty much gave it away. They were eventually going to move over. So it's going to be neat seeing what they could do with Supergirl, Arrow, and the Flash. So they. Uh, Mark Guggenheim is kind of hinting that the, the Arrow is almost done. Like, he's almost done with that. I don't know if, like, they have one or two seasons left or what. Um, be a shame as far as like, I know, rumors are it's the last one will probably be this next coming, this next season. Ah, uh, interesting. Rumors. Rumors are rumors. Rumors have it. So they got to have that. I'm hoping they have more of a superhero team based I don't know adjusted league TV show they probably won't do that but we could wish uh, alright so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so season finale we had a double episode mm-hmm. a lot of stuff happened and like uh, we see Daisy is really beating herself up she hates herself she feels like she's dirty she's evil she needs to be punished but then on the <laughs> flip side dirty girl she's a dirty girl but then the flip side, like, she looks like shit, like, she's, like, all pale, and she's got bags under her eyes, because, like, they sapped so well, he much was, of her blood. He, he was, yeah, it was like, he was draining her blood, dude. Like, I know. She's like, the one thing that made, like, was weird me, it started to weird me out, she's like, well, how much do you need? And he's like, all of it. I'm like, wait, what? So you're going to kill her? What, what's going oh, on? yeah, he was going to kill her. He said, he, said, he said all of it. He was going to drain every last bit of blood out of her. And you could tell, like, she had maybe, like, two or three pints left. What, what, what do we have in a human body? Eight pints? I forget. Ten pints? Uh, eight to ten pints? I don't know. I forget, but... It's not as much as you would think. Like, it's not in gallons. It's, like, less than you would think. So, like... I mean, they were sucking the blood out of her. <laughs> so, yeah. If they didn't get there in time, she would have been dead. But, like, the thing was crazy. Like, then we realized that like, she actually had, like... Like, uh, she was like a junkie. Like, that's, that was reason, that's another reason she looked like shit. Because she was really, like, hurting. Because she wanted her fix. 
So we find out, you know, that being part of the hive is like a drug. Like it puts you in a state of a state of euphoria. Like you still have some degree of self awareness and self control, you know, but it's just like you're just in the state of nirvana is like out there like whoa man hey, now you know they get the big guy right that big demon looking guy that helped daisy last yeah right so what did in your opinion what did he actually do when he pulled that out because he pulled something else out of her to basically make hive not want her anymore he, he made her immune to to his uh his powers basically he couldn't do the instant kill thing on her, and like uh, he couldn't t- consu- uh, take her over again. So like what he did specifically, like he pulled out like a blue f- thing, like like a blue essence. It was weird, but I don't think it really mattered. I don't think they're gonna address it either. Yeah, it was just kind of weird because like it's like he it's like he gave her the cure to him so like she could actually fight him because when she was laying there, he's like, "You're free now." Yep, yeah. But I, I feel kind of bad that, like, Lash let his guard down and then he got killed. Yeah, it was inevitable. Inevitable. Ne- fuck it. Kind of stupid circumstances, though, but it's right. the whole, they wanted to play up the whole, you know, every inhuman has a purpose. Which makes you think, like, I don't know if that's played out completely. There's got to be more inhumans out there. And what, you know, is this still a big grand scheme going on like I, I like in, in ways this is kind of playing out like an x-men storyline and it's just they can't do x-men with mutants they're kind of doing this with the inhumans like i'm feeling like now this brought awareness of you know wasn't it like an ordinance pa- planned uh, past to stop uh inhumans and all this other stuff uh bft oh, says that the blue was less energy in it was the parasites having planted Oh, that's right. He has the blue energy, and then there was like, yeah, the, the the little parasites that he did. But there must have been something else he took out along with it. Some of her he, negative energy. I don't know. Well, because it was it was like it wasn't to the point that he because he looked at her, and then because when they were on the Quinjet, and she's like, you know, I, I, you know, take me with you, take me back, and he walked over to her, touched her face, and then instantly we're like, no, I'm good. I don't want you anymore. You're not, you're not worthy, or you're not whole, or whatever he said to her. Um, BFT also, where is Black Bolt and the other Inhuman heavy hitters? Are they still just chilling on the dark side of the moon? <laughs> yeah, probably. See, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. That there's no way they finish with this Inhuman stuff. Oh, no, they don't no, have... it's not done. It's just like they gotta, they gotta think about what they're actually gonna do because if they do it, if they go take this show into the, you know, the right direction, everything will flow right, everything will be fine. But if they, if they do something like, you know, introduce a an, an inhuman that is not that kind of, you know, player number, I guess you could call it. If they put out a too big of a player number, they put out a ten. And all they need for this next season is to start out with a five and then work their way up to a ten. They could really screw themselves, like big time. I'm yeah, I feel like it, with the humans, like a lot of a lot of characters from the Marvel universe that we've known as mutants, they could repurpose as Inhumans, especially if they are not central to the X Men universe. They could get away with it and put them in there. 
Because they, you know, there's, there's loopholes in the whole deal they have, right? They can't mention X-Men or the mutants or any of the properties, but there's still a lot, there's still a ton of characters out there. So, I'm curious to see what they'll do next. The way they left this off this season, you know there's going to be more, but... It was a good stopping point, I thought. Yeah, I, mean, I was a little disappointed at the end of how it ended, but um, it was a good stopping point. Like, they both... Um, Electro, I can't remember his name, but he actually... He, they actually Lincoln, Lincoln. And Lincoln and, and Hyde blew up in the same. Like, he's like, I'm finally getting something that I've eluded for all these years. And the true form of Hive was fucking awesome. Yeah, he's like a Kraken. Yeah, dude, he's like a he's like the uh, the guy from Pir- Pirates the the pirate from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, uh, Captain Davies or whatever yeah. his name was. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. Yep, yep. I was like, no. dude, that's freaking awesome because he was going to get into Coulson at one point, and so he revealed his true form to Coulson. It was fucking cool. Yeah, that little showdown they had, which wasn't really a showdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, no, no, I like the ending just because we saw that they humanized, they humanized Hive. Basically, all he wanted was, all this time, he just wanted, he was seeking understanding of human beings, and he was seeking connection. And he got it towards the end, but it was too late by then. But you finally saw, like, well, this is something that I've, I never understood, never got to experience myself, so, cool. Like, he accepted his fate. <laughs> Right. But it was also cool when we saw, like, well, I'm going to show them something they never seen from me yet, Rage. So it's like, all the shit that Hyatt had had done before was, like, him being calm. And like, oh, shit, Rage, I don't want to see that. <laughs> uh, but, oh, yeah, Beatrice said the same thing. They showed the human side of his motivation, of Hive and his motivations. I almost feel sorry for him, too, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we're on the same wavelength. Like, they did a really good job, like... Because you know, all too often you see really black and white, cut and dry kind of things. Like, this is the good guy. Good guys are really uh, a real boy scout. And the bad guy is just despicable. No redeeming factor. You know? Mm-hmm. But they played up the fact that, you know, I don't know I don't know if you noticed with Colson. He was saying, he was talking about, uh, he made that point about how they're paying, how Lincoln was paying for all of their mistakes. And that, that's kind of interesting. Like, clearly, the mistake that Colson made that he feels was... Um, killing Ward. Right. I, I'm just wondering how else it could have played out. I mean, I'm wondering who else feels that kind of regret. Because it seems like the way they did, like the you were talking about how it's kind of disappointing at the end, they kind of make it seem like everybody goes their separate ways. Right. Well, you got to think about the married couple that basically got caught and had to disavow. Oh, God, yeah. To not die. Basically, okay, they're, no, we don't know nothing about them, and then they actually got kicked out because they can't be a part of that anymore, because they disavowed the United States. Yeah, because they had to do that to avoid a war. They had to do that from being frickin' executed. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, that, I, I hope that they can find some way to bring them back, because I've really missed Bobby and Hunter. It's going to be really, really hard to bring them back. Yeah. But I would want him back as something more than a cameo, like a significant recurring role, you know? I felt like they added something to the team. Like, the, right now, the team feels very shallow. Like, it's like there's no one there, really. Right then. Oh. All right, I'm going to have to wrap this up soon, brother. <laughs> All right, man.
Well, actually, it's about yeah. So I guess we just talk a little bit more uh, about uh, Doom. Is that a thing you want to talk about that you've been playing lately, Obi? No, you want to wrap it up, but no, I'm I'm I've been playing the same games, doing different things, getting different little footage things, making like you know. Um, right now, um, I'm playing a lot of COD and recording everything. Well, uh, an idea came up of uh, worst kills or worst times Obi's been killed or something like that. And um, we went through all the foot, went through a lot of the footage and stuff like that, and we're actually, we probably got about six hours worth of stuff where I would just run and I would make a kill or get some hit markers and then jump off the map. Or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd get like I'd kill the guy, make a brilliant move, but then I'd run out of boost, and I'd go, "Well, there's the ground, boom." Or I'd <laughs> I'd do a wall run, and I'd be bouncing back and forth, walk running the wall back and forth, and all of a sudden I'd I'd bounce, and then I'd my thumb would slip off my 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 thumbstick, and then I would just fall right down because I don't have a wall to run on. <laughs> yeah, that also sounds really funny. I had to play oh, some yeah. more Call of I had to play more Call of Duty. You guys, well, you guys are not playing on Xbox yeah. anymore. But. Right now, I'm playing it. I'm I'm just getting on. I I do a couple games of uh, TDM. I go do a couple games of Hardpoint, and then you know S and D, of course. And then I I try by that time. Usually, when I try to go do some some uplink or some capture the flag, I'm so fed up with the game that I just quit. Go play basketball <laughs> or something. Playing lots of NBA 2K16. Uh, I finally got a guy. I'm a seven foot three center. Uh, seven Jesus. foot three, yeah, seven foot three, two hundred and eighty pounds. My reach is like seven foot. <laughs> so like I rebound everything, and I can dunk from freaking the free throw line. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> anyway, that sounds crazy. Yeah, it's great. It's like cheating. Yeah, no, because there's other people that can do that. I mean, it's just. I'm learning a lot of things. Like I'm, I'm, I'm leveling up quite a bit lately. To where I'm getting it's over that, that, uh, that line. To where if you get over this line, you're going to be really good at one thing, and then, you know, then you get in more points, and you'll be really good at this next thing. So I'm a center. I don't need to shoot three pointers. I can already hit those. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. You no, know, man. Same games. Um, we are going to be. Um, this is something new, um, uh, but we're, we're, ah, uh, fuck, I was saying, <laughs> no backstory, uh, I've been playing Hearthstone again, uh, getting in with that, uh, you know, get my 15, 15 packs or whatever it is, um, uh, Katoon, Katon, Katon, whatever his name is, Kathoon, uh, badass motherfucker, um, my highest Kathoon was a eighteen eighteen. Um I know Blades got his highest Cthulhu up to twenty one and twenty one or something like that. Yeah, it was great. Like I just wanted to see it, you know, blade and you know how it worked and it was it was pretty cool. Where yeah, Cthulhu is so strong it's it's hard not to play it right now. Well like I wanna build a deck like his pre like uh Blades' uh priest deck. His priest deck is just crazy good because every time he heals, it gives Cthulhu a plus one yeah. plus one or a plus two plus two or whatever it is. Picking up the monsters, hunter generation three, 
N3DS XL with Monster Hunter Generation in July. Nice. Yeah, I was recommending, uh, so we're talking about Marvel and the Inhumans. It made me think about uh, the Marvel trading card game on the original Nintendo DS. That game is really, really freaking good, and it mm-hmm. has some really unique mechanics in it. I might, who knows, I might play that tonight yeah. while I rest my old man back and try to get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Hearthstone, um... Yeah, we were going, well, in reason I'm getting back into Hearthstone, too, is we're 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 starting to look for a like you know a player that's serious that wants to actually get into the the esports scene. So we're uh, I want to have a little bit of knowledge of the game. Yeah, they, in Hearthstone they just brought back the um, the Mechazod uh, tra- Tavern Brawl, which is basically the only way you could do cooperative on Hearthstone right now. This should almost be like co-op. Co-op should tavern be like Brawl's up right now too. Yeah, it's about, yeah, the, the Mechazod is the Tavern Brawl. Yeah, and you I feel, fight him. I feel like uh, that should be a permanent, like, cooperative or tag duel should be, like, a permanent feature. It'd be, it's, just, uh, it's, it's a cool thing, like, because those have friends, like, they challenge me to a duel, and I, I don't want to battle them because it's like, well, yeah, we could do a fun battle, but we don't get anything, anything out of it. I'm not getting anything, yeah. Yeah. But these ones, you actually get gold if you win. Yeah, exactly. So, but you got to win together. So it's not like you're not versing your friends. You're actually playing on the same team. Exactly. So, you know, with, with Megazod, he's very frustrating. He basically, basically, part of the, uh, working with him is like as the paladin. Your goal is to buff the 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 creatures and be really smart about who you buff. Um, and and the priest obviously has to focus on he, uh, prioritize healing because that's what he, the priest does. Um, well, there's, really a card, to... there's a card for a paladin where it's it's two two every time you summon a creature. So like every time you summon summon your little one one paladin thing, you get it's like a three three right off the bat. It's a card. I was talking to Blades about it. It's a card that you can get. It's a, oh yeah. It's another Cthulhu card. Yeah, but the thing is with uh, Mechazod, it's pre made deck you have to work with. You have to work. You have to use what they give you. Oh, but what's yeah. neat about it is, like, once you understand, like, the Mechazod, he only had like three main abilities that he did each turn, right? And they said each player's turn, and at the end of each player's turn, he's gonna do one of these three things: uh, overclock, which increases his attack, and he does it about three to five times per per match, and he usually increases his attack by like uh, two points. I think he caps out at like ten attack. Bomb salvo. He attacks three targets at random, and the attack the bombs do damage equal to what his attack is at. But he the the thing is important there. He attacks three targets at random, but he will not attack the same target more than once. And then prioritization, he's gonna kill the minions with the highest attack. Oh yeah, I forgot. There's actually a fourth thing. He he does a basic attack that um that attacks both players for the amount of, of attack damage that he does. So you basically, the whole thing is you want to keep your field as loaded as possible. It may be tempting to keep attacking with your minions, but if you're not doing significant damage, you, you may want to wait to be able to get something where you can add more attack damage, double up the attack damage, etc. You know? And if there was prioritization, he can instantly kill a minion too. There's a lot of fun mechanics. It's frustrating, but it's, it's kind of neat. It helps you work on your awareness and uh, your teamwork. 
I know you're not feeling well, Obi, so we'll just talk about Doom real quick. Um, I'm still enjoying the game. Uh, BFT was saying that he just beat the game. He put, he's put 22 hours into the single player, and he says there's still a ton more stuff he could do in the game. Like He hasn't, he hasn't fully upgraded his weapons, and he missed a bunch of secrets. And he's more of a completionist than I am, so I, I'm thinking uh, I could probably get it done in like 15 hours. I'm not that hard-pressed to find all the nooks and crannies. I'm more just like excited to get through it and be like, I did it. <laughs> but you know, at this at the rate I'm going at right now, I'm really enjoying just taking my time with each other. So who knows? <coughs> right. The level design is really good in that game, and I mean the sound design, like it's everything. I'm re- just really in- enjoying it. It's fun. It is a fun experience, and it's something relatively fresh right now. It's a pretty fresh experience for compared to everything we've been getting recently. I think it's really unique. Well, from what I've watched on it, on your stream, and then other people's stream, um, I, I like it. I, just like I said, I can't justify really paying that money for it right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, when you compare it to, like, an Overwatch or Battleborn, it's a no-brainer in that you're getting a full-fledged single-player campaign and, and a lot of replay value. With Overwatch and Battleborn, you know, not to be the dead horse, they're fantastic games, but there's something comparable to it out there on all platforms that's, you know, free. It's just hard to justify it. Like, when I look at Battleborn and Overwatch, like, they're, I, I love them, but not enough to say, well, like, I wonder, like, well, I have Smite, I have Killer Instinct, I don't know, like, I don't know that similar game, but it's like, there's so much free-to-play content out there. Like, if you're doing something that's a paid game, you really need to do something special, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's weird. You know, um, Air Mech, you know, it's it's not the, a really... Most people won't consider it a full-fledged MOBA, but it's got the MOBA mechanics in there, and that's free to play on most platforms. I don't know, a lot, we have a lot of choices right now, so I think, like, game studios need to be a lot more aggressive, you know, with the, the value that they offer. But anyway, did you want to add anything about what you've been playing, Obi? No. Maybe next week, if if it all goes well, uh, we'll either talk more about shooters, kind of the evolution of shooters, and where we like to see them go, or maybe we'll come back to Dark Souls. Talk about that. You never know. Hopefully, uh, Beard and Hat or BFT or one of our other resident Dark Souls experts will join us to be part of the conversation. And hopefully, I'll make prom- progress on Dark Souls 1 or 2, or both. <laughs> In the meantime... Right. And I'll still be not playing it. Fantastic. Alright. Well, Obi, you don't have to go through the full spiel if you really don't feel like it. Just give people a few ways they can connect with us after this. Guys, show. we do want to make sure that we let you know, too, um, everything and anything that we've talked about tonight, if you have your own opinions, you guys can send us a voicemail or a text message. By using the number 646-801-2149. That's 646-801-2149. Give us a shout. I mean, even if it's a text message, we'll get the transcripts. We'll read them out next show and uh, see what you guys think. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, you guys can, um, if you guys are interested <laughs> in getting Horseplay Live, you guys can go uh, and, and get it at many different places. Allgames.com, Player. FM, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Um, you guys would take a few minutes to favorite, think, you know, favorite, subscribe, 
uh, thumbs up. Give us give us a shout. You know, um, it, it really helps. Uh, even better, we really we really enjoy getting reviews and comments. Um, and that being said, that we really enjoy you know seeing what people think about what's going on with us. So uh, let us you know help us out. It's it it it's easy, guys. But huge thanks to all those that have been pivoting on our content. Really appreciate it. If you guys want to check out the videos for these, you guys can go to youtube.com forward slash geekyantics and twitch.tv forward slash geekyantics. But here on Geekyantics, uh, in collaboration with All Games Radio Network, we have tons of shows that we cover. We're not going to plug them all. It'll take forever. If you guys want to go get find your favorite show, go to geekyantics.net forward slash schedule. You can also see our flagship show and our Twitch profile and aggregate feed over at geekyantics.net forward slash podcast as you remember the intros and outro are brought to you royalty free via technoax that's techno with a k go to check him out technoax.com other than that guys we really appreciate you you guys can find me everywhere obi1x2 or make sure you guys again follow um at top star esports and of course at tse ob1 that's O-B-I-O-N-E. O-B-I-O-N-E. There's no X2 on it anymore, but you guys go check it out. Of course, Twitch, O-B-1-X2, and uh, everywhere else. You guys can find me anywhere. Yep. Yo, by the way, we are on Google Play Music now. You can find us on there. Big, we hit the big time. <laughs> I guess. I guess that, that, that's what that means. Yeah. Uh, and I'm YogiZilla everywhere. Uh, Xbox Live, Twitter, Tumblr. Instagram, whatever else is cool these days, I don't know. Facebook, people still use that? I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's where all the cool, cool kids play. You guys listen to us on allgames.com. The Dead Pixel Live Power Ranking Show is up next, followed by Knuckleball Radio. It's new time every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to hang out in, in the chat room by just clicking the live or chat button. Now remember our friends at the B-Team Podcast, they're now... Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, on our unofficial sister network, All Games Radio Network. Guys, this will be one x 2 Over there is Yogizilla. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace out, yo. That shit's funny as hell. Later, guys. Love you long time. Peace. <laughs>